0: From the fifth quarter studio in Madison, Wisconsin.
1: You're listening to High School Hoops with your hosts, Steve Collins and Jake Stager. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to High School Hoops. Happy Wednesday. Um, today we're doing kind of uh, in memory of Ted. Ted Anderson uh, recently died, he coached the game, and then. Um, there's been a lot of outpouring and i've gotten i got to know ted a lot over the last couple years um he's been on the podcast a couple times um and i just thought it would be fitting to to have uh him on this week um kind of in living memory of uh of him so i hope you enjoy it's a little bit longer than our typical high school hoops podcast but i hope you enjoy have a great day Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so excited you decided to join us. Um, before we jump in today, I'd like to give a big shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the most innovative, you know, technological machine you'll ever find. And it's so easy to use. You know, we have three of them. We love them. Um, they, they, they're they always they're always giving to the community, but they're always innovating on their own on their own products, too. So go over and check them out. Mention Coach Unplugged, and they'll give you a, a $400 off for Coach Collins. Um, and also go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. It is the one-stop shop for basketball coaches. It's got everything you need to become a better basketball coach. We always tell our players that we want them to work on their craft while are you working on yours. And that's one of the ways I've worked on my craft. It's something... You know, from someone that's been that's coaching a nat- nationally ranked team that has won numerous state titles that has done those things, this is what you know. I spent several years putting this together of things that would that I could share with the world to make coaches better. And the roadmap will take care of it and will walk you through everything you need. So go over and check it out. And just in closing, if you like this podcast, go over and check out High School Hoops, go over and check out the Five Minute Basketball Coaching podcast, go over and check out Funnel Down Defense podcast. All of them are great. Um, and leave a five-star review. We'd love that. All right. Have a great day. All right. Welcome. All right. Coach Anderson, I'm going to have you, um, I'm going to have you introduce yourself. And what I like to do is kind of have people for, because most people I have on are teachers. So I would love you to kind of tell about your, your teaching journey first, kind of how you got into it, kind of how it started and where it went. And then after that, you know, we'll jump into coaching, we'll jump into your side gig, we'll do all that kind of stuff. But, I always interested in how people kind of get into this, into this uh, side hustle or this gig of we call teaching kind of thing. So.
0: Certainly. Well, I, uh, my, my parents taught for 64 combined years at Baser High School. Uh, so I was a, I was a teacher's kid and had. Did they meet there? No, they, uh, they grew up in Bartlesville, Oklahoma. They met there and then okay. they both they both taught there in that district for 64 years.
1: Okay. My parents met my parents. I'm, I'm fifth generation. I think I might be the last one. It's uh, <laughs> because of the state of affairs and education Certainly. right now. Certainly. Uh, so, which is sad, but my parents met in an elementary school. They actually got married in a gym. So you'll appreciate that. So yeah, you, that
0: that's really cool.
1: You can see the water uh, fountains in the backgrounds of their pictures, but
0: I was very, um, you know, I was very, I was around that. I was around kid. I was. I've been at school every day of my life. Right. Five years old, even before that. Um, And my my journey basically began. You know, I knew I wanted to teach and coach. Um, I went to the gym with my dad every Sunday while he graded papers. And uh, you know, I grew up in the seventies and eighties. So when I was in grade school and middle school, I called every play at quarterback. Right had a lot of responsibility. Coaches gave you a lot of responsibility then. Yep. Uh, and then, you know, my teaching journey, I went to Pittsburgh State uh, in Kansas. And learned okay. uh, a lot about the game of football and uh, knew a lot of the things that we were doing in football when I was in high school was wrong. Right. Uh, and when I say wrong, it was more disorganized. Dennis Franchoni was the coach, most efficient. Probably the word I'd give teachers is learn how to be efficient. Right. <laughs> um, you know, and I grew up in the 70s and 80s, which was good and bad. Uh, but I did, uh, you know, my student just to talk about teaching, my student teaching didn't go well at all.
1: No, mine didn't either. I walked I did. I did part of mine in a, in a middle school and I walked into that and I, I called. My, I remember calling my parents. That's when you had to call mine like a phone phone. Oh, certainly. And uh, and I said, I'm not going back into a middle school. Like either it's going to be high school or I'm going to do something else. Like I ain't doing this. Um,
0: I was in a K eight building and I expected everything to be like it was when I was in grade school. And right. And, uh, but I was in a different place and my wife said, my wife and I were getting married and she said, well, what are you going to do if it's not any good, your first teaching job? And I said, well, I'll go try, I'll go one more place and then try to do something else. Right. Uh, but my first year of teaching was just unbelievable. Um, I had, I had great, I was in a, great. I had great kids and I didn't have a, you know, I didn't have a lot of problems. Uh, right. My second year was terrible. <laughs> <And> <laughs> part of it was I wasn't very good. I had an right. extra prep and did some different things and, I wrote down everything I was going to change. And and after that, everything was fine.
1: Right. And the thing is, I, 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 I this was one of my, I don't know if it's summary or summative, whatever. It's a year I'm getting, I got evaluated this pre- last year. And I remember sitting down with the principal and blah, blah, blah. And we were, a lot of it was just small talk stuff. But I said, this was the first year. And this is the year. This last year was the year 30 of me teaching. Okay, I said, okay. I feel like I'm in my stride. And he starts laughing. He goes, what do you mean? I go, the last couple of years have been the, I mean, I'm, I'll be 50, I'm 52. I, I said, I feel like I got this. Like, I feel like finally I can, like, I got a rep and it's taken 30 years to get to that point. Like how many classes have I taught to get to the point where it's like, Certain,
0: well, certainly you know, And when I first, the the building I taught in, I taught in a middle school that was very, very structured. My, my first 16, 17 years of teaching. Right. And it, you know, and I thought I thought it was just, I thought it was great, but I only taught seventh grade. So I, ne- I only had the kids one year, they only had to put up with me one year. And now where I am, I'm at a K8 building. I teach sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, and midway through that first year, I went, "Oh golly, um, I'm going to have these sixth and seventh graders again next year, so you've you got to make sure sh- and that could be a good and a bad thing, right? And it's turned into a very, very good thing, but you, you better be, you better be ready cuz whatever you allow in 6th and 7th grade you know they're going to they're going to try to get away with more and, and middle school kids are an interesting animal people look No at no them. no no no
1: I I well yeah. I, I take it as yeah. a lot of people consider it the black hole of education it is. but it is, it, it is just it, there should be an island there should literally be an island where we send them and then they come back when they're human beings again from that like certainly it's, it's just a, it's, it's a tough stretch and it, it hasn't gotten any easier with social media and all the stuff we're throwing at them now. It hasn't right. gotten easier. Right. Um, it's gotten harder. I think. Yeah. Um, I agree. all right. So, right. so you, you stayed at the, you stayed there your entire career.
0: Well, I was at Val, I was at Valley center for 16 years or for 17 years. Okay. Ed girls basketball coach there, uh, for 16. Yep. Uh, at the high school. And uh, did a lot of football. and Yeah, I stayed there, and it was great. But, you know, some things changed, and I had, a, uh, I had, a, and I had kids. And uh, things, especially in the boys, I'm a girls' basketball coach, especially right. in the boys, things were going bad. And uh, we, decided, we decided to make a change. And right. uh, we came to another school that uh, I'd actually competed against and knew a lot of people there. And uh, we've been there for ten full years now. We just okay. finished year ten there. And what do you what do you consider the difference between
1: coaching guys and because you've coached both guys and yes, girls. Yes, sir. Um, being a guy is a different perspective, obviously, but
0: there's I I truly in the the six best years of my life are what probably changed me, were going from being head girls basketball to being freshman boys basketball coach. And my okay. son was in the program too. And I did that for six years. I was by myself every morning from six to 7 30 in the morning we practiced before school and I had my 12 kids yep and I actually realized man I uh, I wasn't a very good head coach to my freshman coach because we changed offenses and stuff all the time and the ninth grade the, the ninth grades uh, about teaching and just getting kids better at basketball and when you only practice 90 minutes you got to get you got to get a lot done and you got to learn to be efficient. So I'm, I'm a better coach now. And a lot of it has to do with experience.
1: It does. I mean, and that's what I, I have people, no lie. I mean, I probably, when we get off this, I'll have three things in my inbox. People ask me about coaching jobs of how this drill, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you can just, part of it is you just got to go do, you got to give yourself as many experiences as possible. Yes. You know, it's like being a plumber. It's it's the exact same thing. We have a leak and we have a leak right now in our sink, in our kitchen. So I'm literally trying to solve it myself. And I've been to the hardware store three times. Haven't quite figured it out yet. There might be a point where I have to call an expert in, but I'm going to, you know, all of it is giving me experiences. And I think all these things like, oh, I'm going to apply for my first job. I'm going to become a head coach. I'm going to coach in college. It's like, you know, all those guys have had thousands of experiences before they got to that point. You know, Certainly. And and that's what I would tell all the young coaches that are listening. It's like go give yourself as many as experiences you can. You will become a different coach when you coach third. I mean, Beeline said. You mean the prime example? He's coached every level. And now he's now he's with the Cavs. You know. Yes. It, 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 he learned. Trust me, he learned something on every one, um, every level. He was that he did. You know, teach it. Go go volunteer and coach a fourth grade girls team, and then. Try to get on a varsity staff and then try to do, you know, everything teaches you a little something. And, and I would say,
0: and and to to piggyback off that, I was the offensive coordinator at the high school at my school before right. at the high school level. And we had a pretty high level program and they got me to coach the third and fourth grade. Right. Just to get them in a huddle and to line up. Right. Is And, and once you learn to do that and then, but it was, it wasn't until, my son was in fifth grade that we could functionally right. play football and then it was fun, but you have to teach it. <laughs> but it's a teaching thing. It exactly. is a
1: teaching thing. Now I'm not saying what I've read on and I've asked high level D one guys, they spent about 15% of their day coaching the game. They spent yes, about 80% do of the game. I don't want to do that. No, I mean, they're, but some they are great. Don't get me real wrong. Those 15% they're good teachers and they have guys under them that are unbelievably te- great teachers. But The game is about teaching, like, my team can't set screens to save their lives. I'm going to spend the next six months figuring out how I can teach them better how to set screens. It's like we're horrible at it. So I'm going to literally have to break it down to, like, a fourth grade level. Like, here's where your butt should go. Here's how you should be set. Here's how you should come off it. You
0: You know, when I'm talking about screening, I was just reading about that yesterday. I am a big believer in we don't headhunt. We position screens and make the cutter use it. Now yeah. the screener, of course, needs to needs to have his feet set and be where you want. But the one thing that I just learned yesterday watching something is the cutter shouldn't make a decision until the screener jump stops. Right until the it stops, and then it has a chance it, to to slip and all that. Yeah. And and you have to read what your defender's doing. They don't
1: read it. It's like yeah. go. I tell them it's like you're going ninety and you just saw the cop. So now you're going to slow down to sixty-five or seventy, and then you're going to get past the cop. And my guess is you're going to speed up again. It's like you got to read. I like that analogy. You got to read the situation, people. And the big issue I saw last night for the people listening is, but to where you want them to go. Yes. So
0: no doubt.
1: We had one of our contact days, and literally they were setting screens, and their butt was facing half court. I go, I don't want him cutting to half court. Certainly, we you say
0: shoulder blades to where they want him to go. Yeah, bounce play that we send him to the corner.
1: Yeah, it's so it's so simple on that. Now, are you, um, now, are
0: you pretty? Are you pretty structured?
1: No, we run read and react. Read and react. Um, okay. We're gonna put in uh we're, we're gonna put in a, a structured kind of high low. We stole some stuff from Virginia and a couple other places.
0: Yeah, the Virginia stuff's good.
1: Um, it is. So we've got some stuff in there. Um, you know, I wanted them to play. You know, I, <laughs> it's funny, and this is for the young coaches listening too. It's like, or even the old ones. It's like I used to run flex and swing early in my career. You know, we were very structured. It's, and that was when I had my best players out, you know, I had NBA guys at that point, but I had to, I had to slow them down and make them do some things. Now it's like, we're not quite as talented. So I got to, you know, give them some freedom. So it's harder to be predictable, um, so, but you got to well, change. If you don't I
0: still think what I didn't understand though, cause I ran flex and I've run, uh, I ran Kelvin Sampson stuff forever. You still yeah. – even if you're structured, you have to play within the structure and still read within the structure. Right, and right. And that's what people – And you, and you that's have to adjust. You yeah. At, at the, you ask the difference between girls and boys. Girls, we – they like to know where the cuts are coming, but we also, you right. know, get some options off of it. So we're not – we're not a read and react, but we are reading. We, we ran Underwood stuff this summer.
1: And that's and good. I, I like that stuff. I, and
0: like that I stuff. do. And uh, the pinch post, I didn't yep. think I could teach, but it's, it's been good for
1: us. My theory is, too, all the stats. I'm a stats teacher. I'm a math teacher. So everyone's shooting threes and five-footers right now. So we're working on getting some you know, kind of mid-range, different things, kind of give different
0: Here, Here's the stat I would like to see because I was listening to a podcast yesterday. I don't know that people understand that a missed two pointer. How many times do you get offensive rebounds on a missed two pointer? Right. I think you get it. I think you get a lot. I think you get more. I I don't have any, I have nothing to back that up. But I I mean, I think if you've gone around somebody and shot a pull up, somebody's in the middle of rotation and you got a chance to get an offensive rebound.
1: It's an interesting, I'm going to do some digging on that. That is interesting. Because I, Cause I
0: never played with a three-point line. You Well, and you probably didn't either because you're 52. No, I never yeah. played with a three-point line.
1: College. It was in college. I did in college. I yeah, did in college.
0: college. Okay. And okay.
1: It was, it's outside my range. Literally, I've lost like five games of horse to my players. Literally, five, in like 30 years. I never lose to them for two reasons. First Certainly. of all, I know, I know what to say to them to get in their heads. Certainly. And I can hit a 15-footer from the elbow with almost my I, – I mean, I beat, I beat one of my former players two days ago eight. I mean, he had one, I had one letter. He had five, we played horse and I almost beat him on a blindfolded free throw. And they go, what do you mean? I said, I'll blindfold on the free throw. I've shot so many free throws. I know what it feels like you line me up. I'll hit it. I missed it, but it was really close. I, the thing is you need to know your specific range. That's the problem is they don't know their specific range. So they get, they get they get extended out. Um, and, and you know, that's you know,
0: funny. You say that we have a, we have a boy's assistant that is, he's 15 years older than I am. So he's 66. Right. And every year we went to the state tournament, he told those kids, go stand and shoot five free throws before you do anything else because of the backgrounds that yeah. will help you find your range because that's, a, that should be a, should be a range that, you know, Right,
1: I mean, I literally can close my eyes right now and feel a free throw. I can feel that distance, and it's like. But they haven't. figured, Going back to what I was saying, they haven't figured out that if they shot threes, I, they'd beat me every time. I, mean, I don't have that range. Well, shot that range because it switch was
0: to the girls' program. You can shoot with a twenty-eight point five yes, ball. Yes, yes, that's different.
1: I've On a, <laughs> a girls' I ball, do. I could do it. Um. So, all right. So let's let's talk about let's talk about um let's talk about your quotes. You have a couple. Okay. Quotes. Um,
0: um, you know, and, and I, the first one is mine. Okay. Uh, don't be in a hurry to go nowhere. If you teach at a middle school, those kids, I don't have a clock in my room. Uh, I refuse. And if they let me take the phone and the intercom out both, I'd let it, I'd let that happen. Um, but we have kids that try to clean up 5 minutes before the bell and they're sprinting to the door to go to the next class that they don't necessarily want to be in yet take care of the business where you're at and that's straight off coach wooden's be quick but don't hurry but i i use yeah. it in the classroom in the classroom my number one quote in, and my kids gave me a coffee mug with it don't be in a hurry to go nowhere
1: yeah my my grandma my grandma mac used to say don't wish your life away
0: exactly, yeah. exactly. Like, that's a great one it and
1: is I'm, it is she and it I mean, I got, that was 40 years ago and I still remember that. And it's like, I do think you need things to look forward to. I think you need to plan trips and do things Certainly. like that. I always think that, but I'm not like wishing, you know, to retire. I'm not wishing. I remember
0: Superman is the only one that can, besides our creator that could speed up or slow down right. by, by flying around the world. It's, right. No one else can do it.
1: Right. Um, yeah. so I love that. So that, that takes care of one and two, go to the next one, coach. You are, um,
0: Well, I think – and if this is in business, when I heard you say side gigs, I didn't know how much this was going to have to do with coaching, teaching. It is. We'll we'll get into the side gig
1: thing in a second. You're
0: you're running a program, not a team. And I heard Bruce Weber – a a lot of people here in Kansas don't like Bruce. Um, Really? The Kansas State people don't. They're on him all the time. And part of the problem is he can't beat Bill Self, um, which he did this year. But – Here's, here's something that he did, and, and I, and I want to tell this story a little bit. I heard him speak when he was at Illinois and said, we cut corners to try to win that year, and that's what got us fired. They coached the next year and then got, basically got fired. And so when he came to K-State, he had, he had a pretty decent team his first year, but he had a kid, I think his name was Brown. He ended up transferring to Creighton. Well, he was a cancer. Right and Bruce, there was a whole article in Yahoo that Bruce said never coach to save your job, and he got rid of three or four kids, and they had a bad year. But now they're knocking on the door all the time, and he, and now that he's older, he's basically said, "This is my last job. I'm going to do it my way. Right. And I'm going to be successful doing that, or I'm going to get fired by me. right, or I'm going to go. And fix- I think he's a tremendous coach. He, right. I still have his, uh, and I ought to print it off. Uh, he's. He, uh, he gave me what he calls his son's game, which is basically full court, three on three, 11 second shot clock. And he drew the whole thing up and we run it. And it's a uh, great drill. I mean, everybody I'd love to
1: see like that. It. I'd love I, to see I, that.
0: Matter of fact, I'll take a picture of it and send it
1: to you. Yeah, that would be great. I'd love to yeah. see that. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's like, you know, I always tell people, I think there is some freedom. When you get older, like, you know, I've won three state chain. I mean, I've coached so, long. I mean, if they, if they told me I couldn't coach next year, if that would have happened in my thirties, it would have been devastating. It happens now. Shoot. I'm going to dig out my boat and go fishing. You know,
0: well, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go coach some, I'm going to go coach something.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I play golf, but I don't, uh, my, my body's breaking down a little bit. Yeah.
1: I, yeah. I know. I, I used to golf before I coach. I don't fish even hardly yeah. at all anymore either. Um, so I love that. Uh, all right. So let's talk about let's talk about the side gig thing. So you were okay, saying because I personally think so. This is my issue. If you I think it was I think it was even yesterday, they were talking about how people it was a USA article, USA Today article yesterday that basically was talking about how teachers people think teachers have the summer off. Oh I haven't, certainly. I haven't had a summer off in 30 years. Um, because every teacher has every teacher just doesn't teach. I mean, and that was different. I don't know if you agree or disagree, but I don't know if that was, that was different when I started that, you know, teachers didn't have two or three side gigs or side hustles when they started. Certainly. I've got like seven. Um, this is the podcast and stuff is just fun, but you know, that's, you know, that's why I want. I wanted to hear what you had to say about the side gig thing.
0: Well, I'm, I'm lucky. Um, my my wife has a really good job. <laughs> <laughs> That's good.
1: But, and you're, so you married you're, up, coach. That's what I always say. You married up. Good job. Yeah, my parents
0: married taught up. both of uh my parents taught her mom. Um, okay. but uh basically what I would tell you know, June is all basketball for us. We start the the day after Memorial Day and we have our camp. Um the next week we have we have summer league every Monday, uh two nights and we work on uh, they're in the weight room four days a week. Uh, two days a week they go to basketball. Uh, if they're basketball-only kids, they can come in and shoot on their own Wednesday, Thursday. The other kids go to volleyball. We go to we go to one overnight team camp, which is at Pittsburgh State, my alma mater, played okay. eight games. And we also uh, played uh, one thing. Uh, they have a two-minute tournament down there. And one thing that I want to tell everybody and advocate for, I say advocate for is you want to get better at special situations. um, You got to have a two minute tournament or, or, and I'll tell you how to do it at the end of your summer league games. But, and then, uh, and then we went to Hutch, which is Hutch community college, which is driving distance. And that's just a day deal. And so, you know, all we do is our, uh, our kids, we do most of our stuff in June. Um, And so I'm until uh, our moratorium, which was July, first through eighth where you couldn't do anything or use any of the facilities, right. You know, we did all basketball basically until the 21st of, you know, I did nothing else. I went to a clinic in Atlanta, I went to USA basketball clinic in Atlanta and I took my son who is diving into the coaching world and okay. living, in my ba- and he's living in my basement. That's good for him. gonna No, 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 no. He's going to be an assistant coach at uh, Bethel college in Newton. So I'm trying to guide him a little bit. Now, uh, how old is he? He's 22. Yeah, I'm telling you, man.
1: He, for all the 20 year olds listening to this, 20s are when to, what the when you should figure out what you want to do in your life. E- exactly. And I swear to God, I've told my son this. I told my daughter this. 20s is like if you have to live on a friend's couch or live in your live in our basement. I don't care. T- figure it out in your 20s because sure. people will help you in your 20s. Yeah, they won't I- open doors for you in your 20s. They won't open doors for you and I anymore. Shoot. No. Um, so go figure out what you want to do, travel the world, figure it out because you have no responsibilities other
0: than yourself. Well, and one thing, and I am, I, I do think that we are still lifetime teachers. I will help him as much as I can. I paid for his clinic and all that. Right. Uh, he's going up to play in a golf tournament and wanted extra cash right. this weekend. So right. that that's on you. Right. <laughs> I said, no, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm going to, he needs to learn that it. It's going to be tough working yes. as ladder being a coach so sometimes we have to say no as parents
1: right right yeah i'm not a bank i'm not no, a bank
0: yeah. no. <laughs> and i will go work snow valley in uh two weeks
1: okay that's a great that's great I took, that I kid,
0: yeah i took eight kids last year and we we don't have any going this year but i still that's just it's a group of guys i really like and girls up right. there that uh, so i'll drive up and do that
1: that's great yeah. So I, I think that, you know, I, I always say that a great side gig is like camps. A great side gig is, especially for young people, you know, if you're a coach or you're in that profession, I would, I mean, in my 20s, I would spend the whole summer working in different camps. I met so many different people, it opened so many different doors. Um, and that's what I did. I mean, I was like, I'd work Monday through Thursday or Friday. I'd go home for a couple of days, go back and do it, a repeat. You know, you don't make a lot. But you learn a lot. Um, and I, I think camps are, are, are a great way to kind of tackle it. Um,
0: our, well, in K- the rules in Ch- Kansas changed. Um, we used to not be able to work with our kids at all. So right. camps were big. I went to a camp every summer. I went to overnight. I went to Heart of America. I went to KU. I always went to a day camp at Leavenworth. And I like that block of that's all you're doing for three days is basketball. And right. nothing else. The that's kind of changed around here a little bit. Kids kids aren't wanting to do that as much. Um, so I don't know. And I think you have to. I think you have to figure out what your kids will do and do a lot of that. Not that you won't work on fundamentals, but we played more games this summer. Right. Um, than we have in the past now we're pretty we're a lot more experienced too
1: right and i i think i think you have to read your group like exact like some groups need to like i have a group coming up that needed to play a lot we're pretty i mean they didn't you know we still get them in the gym we the, wisconsin changed the rules too so i think that was a good thing to to move it back into the high schools um they'll allow us to have some contact to allow us to do some stuff um I was, I think, was a great move. Um,
0: yeah, when I first started, uh, they could, you could only, you can only have three kids play together or two kids play together, and then it was five kids could play together, but you couldn't coach them, and and so they would get around on all these different teams, and, and uh, that, you know, I, now that I have control of it, I'm in a good, I'm in a good place. We're a we're a public school with one Catholic church,
1: right?
0: Uh, so <laughs> I'm not necessarily teaching and coaching in the real world.
1: Right, yeah. <laughs> if that makes any sense. It does, it does, trust me, it does. Um, all right, so tell me about the books that you uh, put on here. Oh, that certainly,
0: make, certainly. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I think I put down on this that they make, they make a lot more sense when you're older. I always say I wish I'd have read them when I was younger, but, um, you know, I don't know. Um, if I'd have listened to them you know, my dad said, I, you know, I told you all that stuff when you were growing up, but the growth mindset's probably the number one book that has changed me a little bit, um, uh, by Carol Dweck. And, and it's helped me as much on the classroom as it has on the court. We say good job all the time, Yep. you know, and I know, and I know they did the deal on John Wooden his last year where the guys did the, they followed him around and, and did all of his positives, negatives and all that. But I tell my coaches we are not going to tell we, – we need to tell them why they did a good job right. or what they did. Um, I, I've been around some kids that can run drills perfectly and they try to please you and everything, and then they can't play because they won't exit their comfort zone. Right, right. And um, the only way you can get better is and, – and, and this goes along with the talent code of finding your sweet spot. Well, I think is, it also
1: goes back to the business part, like for you know anything in life – you know, my, you're gonna fail. Like the first couple of businesses I started were, poof, you can hear the you learn, but you learn something from. But it. I learned something. It's like I learned that you know, all right, find find the minimal viable product. Spend the least amount of money to see if there's any interest. Don't Certainly. you? Know, because the first time it's like having your first team. You think, oh, we're gonna win it all. It's like my your first business. You think, oh, well, what island am I gonna buy in the Caribbean? You know, you, you get this unrealistic expectation and then you have to learn like, well, okay, that's not enough. You need to be able to do other things to be able to, to, to certainly, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's that growth mindset. I, I, I tell, I always use the analogy, especially at camp. I said, I live about, you know, two miles from school. I said, do you think I can, I always ask my young kids, I said, I take a ball and I said, do you think I can dribble this ball to my house, which is about two miles? And they go, yeah. And I said, when I get to the house, do you think I'm a better dribbler if I do that? And they all look and they like like, Yeah, and they go, Well, uh, no. I go, Well, why not? It's because you're just walking and dribbling. I go, Yes, because I don't push I'm not pushing outside my comfort zone. If I did this as fast as I could, or I took two balls and I did cross, you think I'd lose the ball sometimes? You think I could go all two miles and not lose it? They go, Well, no. Do you think I would be a better dribbler when I got to the house? Yes. It's like, well, there's your answer. I applaud when they make the mistake. I swear to God, it's like, oh, certainly, good job. And they look well, at me. Like, what do you mean? I go, you, 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 you want to push to that point of making a mistake? And you should um, say good job to the. It's to the F, and and you applaud effort. Yes, applaud effort. yes, I said I'm not applauding the mistake. I'm applauding exactly. The, and I and I tell them why. I said that's it. You're pushing yourself. Good job. Blah 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 blah. Whatever it is, that specific thing. That was a certainly. great. But it's like, I don't applaud that you can dribble down and dribble back. Okay, you haven't pushed yourself. Um.
0: Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting.
1: Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line.
0: So it was funny. Yeah. We, uh, and we have what we call teach technique mode and then game mode kind of, if it makes any sense. And we tell our kids, we try to do at least three reps of everything. Rep one is try to get it right uh, or is to learn it. Rep two is to do it. To do it quicker, and then rep three is to do it faster than you think you can, and and possibly make a mistake, okay. and then you know you that's called I'd call that finding your sweet spot, and I don't and now with what that, what do you call that? I love that. So right, the first rep. Well, though. we have teach mode, teach slash technique mode. So when we start a practice, our kids know all I've got to do. I put form I I give them a practice schedule every day, and I'm going to put a note at the top and um, let me digress here and just for just a second. I put a note at the top that says that they have to read. Like the first day of camp, we had six seniors. Well, we had to have six seniors at six different baskets. Well, they didn't read the top because we started at five forty-five in the morning. Right. We came in and did push-ups. <laughs> right. And then we got that squared away. But uh, we start with form shooting, and that's that's teaching technique. And right. then. Yep. Uh, so when you're doing teach, anytime we're in form shooting or our partner 26 drill or whatever a pre-practice shooting is, that's form and tech. That's that's teaching technique. Okay. So if you're in teaching technique, you're trying to get it right. And okay. so we're gonna say, okay, we're trying to get this right. So if I if we're in a drill, let's just say what we call oddball shooting, which is our 15 foot come into the key and catch. The first time you're trying to go off your inside pivot foot, a middle school kid, they're trying to get the inside pivot foot right. Shoot, do it right. Second time, do it quicker. Third time, do it and see yourself break down. <laughs> right, so the first time you're just going really slow. No, not necessarily slow, but trying to get it right. Trying to get it right. So teaching tech, when, you're, when we're in teach mode, we're not full go. And then and then I find in practice, and we, we will still do, we don't do hardly any five on O. And I'll tell you one reason. You said you st- I start off running flex offense. and after I I went back and watched the films, I mean I was 23 years old. We weren't screening anybody,
1: right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we've always put defense out there when we teach, but we also then we'll say, "Hey, we're live now," you know. So they have to know when we're live, just like in football, we're in thud.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we were doing, life. yeah, yep, yep. And you've
0: got to remind them of that sometimes. So yep. that that's that's my. So we have te- we have a teach technique mode, and then you know we have the make mistake mode. And then, you know, obviously game. So, okay. um, And then I, I would say the one, the, the third book that I have on here and I don't know how many of you have read the four agreements by Ruiz. um, But uh, here, this is the five. I just got the fifth. Can you see me?
1: I can't, I see a big T.
0: Oh, okay. You just see a big T. Okay. Well, anyway, I have the fifth agreement. But the fourth agreement is, uh, Tom. matter of fact, I was reading it before Tom Brady was. And basically, it it helps you as an individual. Okay. Basically, one of the quotes in there is, you know, like, the four agreements are be impeccable with your word. Don't take anything personally. And that hit me very, very, um, really helped me the most. My first year of being a varsity coach, the second time around, I had two of the worst emails. I had one of the worst meetings and one of the worst emails I've ever gotten in the history of coaching. Right. And remember, don't take anything personally means whatever anybody thinks of you is their problem and not yours. It is. And, and, and there's all sorts of stuff in this book. And I swear to God, here's what I tell young coaches too.
1: It's like, don't take it personal. Exactly. Um, you can't be rational with an irrational person. Certainly. <laughs> um. This is mama bear or papa bear coming out, which will literally eat you before they let anything happen. So they're not being rational at that point. So let them vent. Let them tell them their side of the story. But it's not – for the most part, I would say 97, 99.9% aren't personal attacks. They are literally like, you know, it's a mama bear with two cubs and they're trying to protect them. Certainly. That's all it is. It, it literally is
0: instinctual, I think. Well, and if facts. you, you know, and then, and I don't even know where I had that in here um, and it wasn't on books, but one of the, one of the one things that, um, that I've always, uh, you know, I, are we going to get to successes and failures?
1: Yes. Okay.
0: Yes. Well, I'll, I'll talk about that when I get there. I
1: mean, okay. Just, all right. Um, so so that was the third know. book. Okay. So, um, your favorite, favorite drill, favorite practice drill.
0: Well, if, if I were going to do, if I were going to do one, um, you know, we used to have to have tryouts at the freshman level. We had tryouts. We'd have 25 kids come. We're going to keep 12, you know, right. we've got about three or, we're going to look and see how they shoot and all that kind of stuff. But you if can see I, how athletic, they are. Too, yeah, And to see bit. how athletic they are, um, you know, and you can go do, we, we had a few layup drills, but, the one the one drill we do is some people call it three on three continuous. I call it UCLA drill because it's a John Wooden drill. Okay. Um, three on two with a trailer continuous. Um,
1: so you do the trailer, what do you where is the trailer coming we bring from? Bring
0: them in court. from half court. Okay. You know, okay. The, yep. we got the three guys and the two coming in, and we always start off. We always start off not letting them press.
1: Yep. Okay. Um,
0: and and then, to me, you can play that for fifteen—you know, for fifteen minutes. If they told me you have one day to pick a team, <laughs> I'm gonna—I'm gonna go watch them shoot around and see what their form looks like. Right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch them shoot a layup. I'm gonna do—I'm gonna do a rebounding drill because there are some kids that can just go find the ball. And then I'm gonna—we're gonna play UCLA. <laughs> okay. And you know, and it's full court three on—you know—or I would play th- full court three on three. Okay you know, and see, and see what the kids knew. And if I, so if, if I had one drill that I had to do and just teach out of, that would probably be it.
1: I think the game is a three on three. Game. It I've is. said that a million times. It It and is literally, I mean, every league until they're in almost late middle school, they should only be playing three on three. To be honest with you, this, you can't hide. You have to play. You can't, you can't hide. You have to be active. It's like, I, I make my guys play three on three. It's like, they don't here, do it. Enough. Here
0: is one thing that we did it. There are two drills that I have um, that, that we do at camp that I love and they're called, they're called Bonanza. Okay. Uh, one of them is what we call shooting Bonanza. Um, and I, and I ended up doing a three on three Bonanza. So hang with me here for a minute. Cause some, you know how sometimes you have to go in and you have to, Pick teams and say, okay, team one's going to play team two and all this yep. kind of stuff when you have 15 teams at camp. Yep. So I'm going to get in – I'm going to put two teams in each basket. You guys – and I'm, I bet you've done this. Um, there's one basket that the winner stays. Yep. And they're going to shoot to – they're, they're going to shoot against each other to three. Okay. If you, if you win at the Bonanza basket, you stay. If you lose, you rotate clockwise. Okay. And all the other baskets – the winner goes to the next basket and challenges the next team. your your goal is to get to the bonanza basket and stay right. there and win and you count the wins. so we did th- when we do we did th- we did three on three at camp and so we had and I was in a small gym, so I had two three on three games going on the side goals. The main goal was the, was the bonanza basket. so if you wanted the main goal you stayed. We played two baskets right. or, or as soon as somebody got up two points. So, winners stayed at that main basket, and then you just kept rotating them, and then you you kept track of wins that way instead of putting them all out in a middle circle and saying – so, anyway, so those those are two, you know, I, I think the three-on-three. Three, and then we use Snow Valley cutthroat rules. If they're not up playing defense, you lost, you're out. Okay. If, uh, you know, if they don't square up, right. you use dribble rule, all that kind of
1: stuff. All, all that stuff. Okay. Yeah, do you have any of these diagrams that we could share with the listeners?
0: I, I – I can pro i I will work on it. I will work on it. I need put
1: them on a piece of paper, Coach. I'll I I will. I will. Because what was the name of the other one that you mentioned that you were going to take a picture of? Earlier, you said you were going to send me. Oh, I got
0: it. Yeah, I've got. Oh, the uh, Suns game. The, the, uh, what, and, and I, and I'll take a picture of it. It's, uh, okay. Write that down.
1: Is it sun like sun uh, in the sky or sun? As, like no, this? no.
0: As in suns, as in Phoenix suns, it, it's oh, a, sun. okay. um, okay. Bruce Weber called it sun's game and he diagrammed it for me. Okay. Uh, it's basically three on, it's better than three on three continuous. Okay. Uh, Cause you can beat anyway, all, but all, uh, okay. I will, t- I will take a picture of that and, uh,
1: That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. I'll share it now. I'll put that on the show notes along with your book. I put all that stuff in the show notes because usually people are either jogging or in the car or. Oh, I know. Oh, I
0: know. Oh, I know
1: when they're listening. So I'll, I always put it all down in the, the,
0: the And Steve, let me tell you something else that, that I think in teaching that we, most of us, you're 52 and I'm 50 I think you need to learn to embrace technology. Now, I carry a pen. The kids make fun of me because I carry a pen up here in my deal all the time, and I have a notebook. Oh, but I have a I
1: have a notebook too, man.
0: Notes, but I'm telling you, I walk around the track every day while my youngest daughter's in weights, and I use my notes on my phone. And
1: see, yeah. I do, but it's like I that gets lost in the noise for me. I have this little black binder that I, I know, and I in my hand. I, I swear have to too. God, and it's like. And it's like anytime I'll be walking the dogs, and it's like, oh, I like that. I'll write it down. I, I it don't. Let's
0: like, see. I don't always have that with me. Yeah, it literally—it's like, my wallet. That always come with me. The other thing I do with my in my notes is, like, for instance, I'm going to go to Jim Boone's clinic October fourth.
1: Yep, that'll be great. Clinic,
0: and so you can, if you take a picture of something, you hit download, and you can put it right into your notes instead of taking it and uh, trying to find it in your pictures. So where's have, Jim, Jim Boone's where he's in Arkansas? He is in Arkansas now. He was at Delta state and okay, uh, yep, that, yep. that just moved his clinic four hours closer to me. I've sat down and visited with him.
1: Quite and you're long. where, and you're where
0: I'm in Kansas, right by Wichita. Okay yeah so, yep. okay be, we have school long story we got yeah, i'm not
1: i'm not that i'm not speaking anything super close i'm in a, i'm outside of atlanta in september but that's not. Well,
0: and cool. i saw that and i am gonna try we're not gonna make it this year but my the seven are you speaking on the 720 sports group is that the no
1: i'm speaking of the legends one there's a key five one that's good too okay. that's outside of okay. atlanta Oh, okay. Um, mine's well, like just... September 14th. I'm speaking of one in North Carolina, but that's abso- obviously much farther, too. Yeah.
0: And yeah. I've, I've already flown to one, and I'm going to Vegas with my dad in the fall. So I've.
1: Oh, Vegas?
0: <laughs> my, my wife, well, just we're just going to go sit in sports. Oh,
1: but... well, that's good. There's nothing wrong with the crap. I tell people that I, I always tell, I teach stats. So I say, you know, craps is the second best game ever invented. And they yeah. look at me like, well, Mr. Collins, what's the first? And then I just look at them, and then they go, oh, basketball. I go, yeah. There you yeah. go. You 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 figured if you out.
0: Want to learn, I don't. I'm not very good with stats or numbers, and but I can tell you everything that you can do on a craps table on the right side. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh it's a it's a great thing. Um. All right. So tell me about successes and failures. I always like talking.
0: Okay. About well, and I, and you know it's you know it's funny you ask that. Um. And I. It's not like here. I only put down. Um, I put th- down three things for successes. Um, right. Being right about a kid. Okay. Being wrong about a kid. Um, and what I mean by that is, you know, you 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 figured it out, um, and and you were right that that kid could help you in that situation, and then maybe because we all you have to project in your program sometimes you might've been wrong about where a kid was supposed to be uh, or whatever, but the parents stuck with you. And I had a, I had a girl, my first year, her, you know, I took the program over my, uh, when she was a sophomore, that was just three, four years ago. And uh, you know, she was only a sophomore and I know she was, she was frustrated because there were a lot of kids getting moved up in front of her. Her junior year, she came off the bench, started a little bit, and she was the number two vote to get her MVP her senior year. Right, <laughs> uh, right, we got second in the state, and she almost single handedly brought us back to win it. And right. I and I was probably wrong about her. Yeah, but I was also on failures, um, being right about a kid. Right, I had a kid. I had a kid at uh, I had a kid at my old school. <laughs> um, I I got so mad at him one day in eighth grade. I picked up a book and threw it all the way through the through to the other teacher's room. And I I and he did a whole bunch of other stuff. And I said, you know, in my mind, something bad's gonna happen to him later. He killed his parents. <laughs> but that's a failure. Being right about a kid is a failure. <laughs> right. It is. Being like, wrong about a, a
1: kid there's a kid in my house that didn't play in the last game we lost in, when we lost in tournament, he lives at my house. He was a junior. It's like, oh, oh. and it's like the the walks I've had and torn with between myself, it's like, did I not play him because he was my kid? Did I not play him because he wasn't ready? The, but the best thing that's come out of it is like he's like a man on a mission
0: now. Like, let me you know, tell you what I, I all year he played. I mean, he got ten, twelve minutes. But I was the freshman coach when my son, my son played. Var, he played five, well, six quarters a night his junior year on varsity. We right. can play six, and then obviously only varsity as a senior. But what I when 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 I released him to, to our head basketball coach, our head boys coach, and our boys program is tremendous, I said, and and I told my JV coach this with my daughter, I said, listen, don't play my kid because it's my kid, but don't not play my kid because it's my kid. Right, and it's hard.
1: I'm yeah. telling you, it is like oh. – I got like 17 podcasts I'm going to do once he's out of the house and go. Oh, Certainly.
0: It's well, you want
1: to have one on, on coaching your kid. It's so hard. It is so hard. I mean, <laughs> because it's like, it's like, there's two little people on your shoulders. Certainly. God. There Certainly. are. And it's like, I think I've gone the other way, to be honest with you. I think oh, yeah. I'm, there's I'm, no doubt like, that we, and it's like, I, that's not fair to him. So it's like, ugh. so I, I have, good got... assist, I have good assistant coaches. I have really good assistant coaches that will, Hey, we need him. Hey, we need him. You know? Because he can shoot, like, my son can, sh- like, crazy shoot. like Well, and mine could, too. <laughs> yeah. It's something about he coaches.
0: Spot up. He can only spot up, though.
1: Yeah, but, like, Drew can spot up. Drew's, Drew, and he's taken his game to the next level over the last six months. But it's legit, like, like the new NCAA 22, 23. Awesome. Like awesome. Yeah. And it's like, whoa. But and they'll, and they'll, it's amazing because the, co- the assistants will go, we need Drew. We need Drew. You know, it's like, I'm going, oh, you know, it's like, because I'm looking at the defensive. It's like, oh, my God, it's so hard. It's so hard. But it's also been one of the joys in my life, to be honest with
0: you. Oh, well, and what I would say, <laughs> what I would say if you do that coaching your kid podcast, that, that and you always look back on what you could have done. My son was a great spot up shooter. I mean, I, I would put him against anybody shooting. Right. You know, we do the five spot, we do the shot, fake one dribble. He could hit everything. Now, had I been more, had I read growth mindset and talent code prior to him getting up to high school, both, both golf and basketball, he needed to exit his comfort zone. He wouldn't shoot with somebody in his face Yep. and he, he needed to take that next step. And I thought, I probably should have had him doing the hop step a little earlier. We yeah. I, I, the thing is, that's where I've gotten with Drew now. It's like, I'm, no. an, uh, I'm a one, two guy, but the same thing in golf, you he gotta was, be both. Uh, he was, I think, well, I think every situation calls for it, but he was a, uh, he was a really good golfer too. And he was doing really, really well, but we needed to move him farther back. He never made it in college cause he just, he couldn't take that next step. Right. And we should have, there's, you gotta, there's, there's all sorts of walls you got to break through. Right. But, but that's with any kid.
1: That's any kid. It doesn't matter if it's a coach's kid. All right. Any, uh, any parting words, coach, I'm going to, well, let's talk about your blog and stuff.
0: Well, you know, I don't have a blog now. I put stuff on Twitter all the time. I'm at, okay. I'm at pick and roll basketball. Okay. Um, and, uh, and then I'm on, I'm on Facebook as well. Okay. Um, they can send me an email. I have all sorts of stuff that I'll send. I think I sent you our playbook. You I'm going to put that. I'm going to share yeah, that that's, with everybody. That's fine. Too. I can care. You know, it, and I hope all the coaches in our area read it and spend all their time worrying about me instead of uh, everyone else because that's one of the things that uh, I don't know. I'd say I'd say what uh, I'd I'd say what I would want to close with is, um, you know, make sure that uh, the key is owning your classroom in your gym because that, cause I thought this was going to be more about like teaching in the classroom, right. You know, own your classroom. Um, and worry, worry more about your team than everybody else. Um, you know, know thyself, everything from Sun Tzu and all that kind of stuff. And, I, you know, and I would say my, uh, my last thing, and I, one of my favorite Chuck Daly coach uh, quotes is, you know, land the plane. Your job as the pilot is to land the plane without anybody getting killed. And, that, and that's what I tell our, co- our kids. I said, listen, guys, I said, I'm the pilot. There's going to be some rocky roads, but we're going to get this plane landed and landed right. And I think my, my whole goal, uh, and I heard this before I heard this guy say it on a USA coaches Clinic deal, is I want our kids to be crying because it's over uh, not because they lost their last game. I want them to be crying because yeah, I love their years over. I mean, and and hopefully they got something out of it. But you you never know. You you have no idea. No. Nope. What influence you've had on them until 20 years down the road, anyway. Yes. Uh, and yeah. And hopefully you've had some.
1: We've right, and hopefully it's a positive one. Yes. You I,
0: I I'm gonna. You don't want to
1: be a kid's last coach is always my thing. You never want to be a kid's last coach if oh. you had And it's hard when you're a high school coach. Sometimes you just are going to be, but especially in the youth, I always tell my youth coaches, you do not want to be this kid's last basketball coach because that means they didn't have an experience that they wanted to come back.
0: Ooh, I like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Never be a kid's last basketball coach. You know, um, you know, there's a point where it's like only so many kids can play collegiate, but in the youth, you know, all that, all the studies, everything comes back about, are they having fun? Do they enjoy it? Blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like, no one's going to remember their fifth grade tournament in June ever. Oh, you know?
0: <laughs> right. I know. Hey, one other author that I, one other book that really did change me a little bit. And I did okay. that uh, Bruce Brown is one of the best writers of how to coach and how to, how to treat kids. Okay.
1: Bruce um, Brown, you said?
0: His name is Bruce Brown, and I have several of um I have several of his books and um he's big on positive
1: conditioning. What's give me do you have one name so I can look him up? I'll put him in the show notes. Bruce Brown is his and name. That but do you know a name of of one of the books? Yeah, there's let there's me get more. One, there's probably more than one Bruce Brown on Amazon, right. probably. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. It's kind of like Steve Collins. You know, there's there's lots of Steve Collinses. Um, he's going to look right now. Is my guess. I will put all of this hey, down in the show notes. All the stuff
0: he's. I will even, I will. It's positive. Coach. He's in positive, positive coaching culture. alignment, okay. and it's like coach. You, you send that to me when you send the drills. I, I will. I okay. will, and I'll. I'll try. I'll take a couple pictures of the book. But the one thing that he changed me on is, um, he talks about positive conditioning, and yeah. we are big on you get to condition. And conditioning is a privilege, right. so we do it if we do a drill, and like for instance, when we do our partner shooting, we're at six baskets, and we'll say or we'll say pair up, shoot to ten, and which is an old Bobby Knight deal. You just rebound your own shot. Right. So the first group in, they get to do one push-up, the second group in gets to do two, et cetera, et cetera. So we never have winners and losers, right? We, somebody just gets to do less. And one thing that we do in, uh, over Christmas during our boot camp is what we call boot camp, is we will uh, the winners get to run, get to run more. <laughs> so if you win your five on five drill, you get to run three down backs or whatever, or three links and the second place team gets to run two and the third place team only gets to run one. <laughs> if that makes any sense.
1: Right. It does. So you're, so
0: you're, 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 you're using reverse psychology Technology. and you're also seeing who's going to compete, but we, we don't do that all the time.
1: Yeah. I love that. That's a great change up for that. I love yeah, that. Well,
0: and I'll, I'll, I'll go, I'll take a picture of the book and say, okay, it. I appreciate he a, it. He has a drill called eliminator. I know we're getting ready to quit, but, no, it's like uh, I'm dinging. Yeah, yeah. I got it. I got it one in two. Um
1: Thank you so much for uh, okay. for being on coach.
0: And I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna send you an email about your website too. Okay, awesome. Thanks. All right, brother. Hey, right. appreciate it. Yep. Hey, where bye can bye. I find where can I find this? Find this. Yep. So this is gonna be
1: in a couple different places, I think. I'm gonna put it on Coach Unplugged. Um that will probably
0: Sports Social Podcast Network. That's
1: ChumbaCasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary. BGW proof. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.